You're listening to a podcast of New Covenant Church. Join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. in Pompano. We're going to be in John 8 today. John, tonight. Uh, we're going to be in John 8, verse 12. That is pretty much all we're going to talk about tonight. This one verse we're going to focus in on. We, we, we read earlier in, during the Advent time uh, that long passage from from John chapter 1, which is just so rich and full, talking about Jesus as the light. And we're going to continue on with that from a little bit later on in the book of John. And so John 8, 12 says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's pray. God, these simple words, they're all easily understood, and yet the the meaning behind them is so big and vast and and beyond what we can understand in this short time, even tonight. But God, I pray that you would speak to us, that we we would see you in a whole new way, and that we would be changed because of you. Thank you for already meeting with us, and we pray now that you would continue to be with us. Spirit, come and fill this place and lead us and change us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Um, Sleep sleep has always been elusive to me. Uh, It's it's not been the most enjoyable time of the day for me. Uh, Even from when I was a little kid, I've had issues sleeping, not, not necessarily falling asleep, but what was going on while I was sleeping. I have a history of nightmares, and I also have a history of sleepwalking. And as a, I don't know if anybody sleepwalks in here, but it, it, it's, not, it's not like the movies show. I mean, some people, there's a whole spectrum, right? But it's not, you know, where you're just eyes are closed and you, you, your arms are out and you're feeling your way around. Like, you're, you're engaged in the world around you. You just think you're dreaming and it's really like you're walking around. And so I have stories. My wife has stories of me engaging in all kinds of things while we are supposed to be sleeping, and I will see things, I will say things. And I, in my younger days, you know, I was, I had opportunity to do some, some neat things uh, in terms of some military training, and uh, one time I, I got to actually be in a submarine for a few days. Uh, we, you know, we, we lived on it, we did, you know, we were assigned to different stations, and so one of the times when I was when, when, when I was on the sub, we were sleeping, and we were like three high in our bunks, and I was on the bottom bunk. I didn't know who was above me, and I don't know who was above him, but then I had a friend off to the next bunk over, and anyway, so during sleep time, I was convinced that I was trapped under ice, and so I am engaging in the battle to get up through the ice, which was me fighting the bunk above me to punch my way out of, of the ice. And till eventually I like pulled the curtain over and stuck my head out of, you know, my, my privacy curtain and took a big deep breath in. And my friend across the way was looking at me, he was like, Adam, what's going on? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm good. Never mind. I have the guy above me apparently woke up 
had no idea what was happening underneath him and going, like, who is this crazy man underneath me, punching and screaming his way out? And I, there, there are stories that are just embarrassing and funny and sometimes sad, <laughs> and yet it's this, it's this image for me of what darkness is like. I've experienced just weird things in the darkness. And I, in all of those times, I needed, I needed light to, to show me what was real and what wasn't real. I needed, I needed to wake up. See, light, light changes everything. Light pushes us into a whole new reality. It, it shows us what's hidden. It shows us what's important. We need light. And that's what, that's what Christmas is. It's what we are thinking about. It's what we're supposed to be thinking about. It's what we're supposed to be celebrating during the Christmas time. And that's why we have candles and pretty lights all around. And there's just beauty that we decorate. And because we're celebrating really the truth that light has come, that light has entered our world and done something special. See, we live in a world with a lot of brokenness. Many of you here tonight are experiencing real brokenness in family life, in work life. You've lost someone. You've lost relationship with someone. We live in a world of brokenness. There's brokenness all around, and it, it can seem like chaos. It seems like disorder. It seems like there's no way to kind of get it all put back together. And that's why we're taking this time throughout the month of December and really taking this time at the end of the year because, believe it or not, 2020 is like a week away to think about, well, what does it mean? Because the chaos probably isn't going to go away. What do we need to think about? How do we need to structure our lives so that we can find calm in the chaos. We can find peace and hope and light in the chaos. What's the answer to the problems that we experience in all the structures around us even in the best ones, and even in the little things in life, decisions that we have to make, raising our kids, figuring out retirement, who to marry, what job to take, how to find joy, how to find peace. What do we do? We need something to put things back together. We need wholeness. We need light. And we get one of the clearest descriptions here of Jesus and the clearest descriptions of what Jesus came to do here in John 8. He doesn't leave us any doubt that in our world of brokenness, he's the answer. He says it simply, I am the light of the world. He is the light. He's the light that we absolutely desperately need. And he forces us to ask ourselves the question, what am I doing? What are the structures I'm putting in, in my life? What am I looking to for light? Because we all look somewhere. 
We all look somewhere to someone, to something, to some things to bring us hope, to bring us peace, to bring us light. And so he forces us to ask the question, okay, what am I looking to for that? And do those things really work? Can they work? Can they solve the problem that I have? And so Jesus gives us this image. He says, I am the light of the world. Now, it's interesting, at the beginning of verse 12 there, it says, again, Jesus spoke to them. So he was already talking to them, and he kind of loops back around. And so what, what's happening in this, in this spot is something that he was talking about earlier. See, <clears throat> he was... During this time, to give a little bit of context, he was talking to the people during the, the last and the greatest day of the feast. It was the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Booths. This would have been their, <clears throat> their big feast, their big, most joyful feast. It's like Christmas, right? Christmas for us, they didn't have Christmas yet, but this would be the big holiday for the Jewish people. And it's the time when they remembered all that God had done for them in the wilderness, right? There's this period of Israel's life where they were in bondage and slavery in Egypt and God took them out and he did all these miraculous things to lead them out of slavery. And he provided for them. And so this celebration would have been lots of music and fun and dancing. And every night of the festival, every night of the feast, they would light up these huge lamps. They would be like 75 feet tall. And they were so big, so bright, that it would actually light up the whole city. And so we're told here that Jesus actually steps into the temple, and he's in that spot where they would be lighting up these big lamps. And so he steps right in front of the lamp, the big, huge lamps that aren't lit at this moment because it's daytime. And he says, in front of the lamps, he says, I am the light of the world. He is the replacement of these big, huge lamps that were there to signify something great that God had done. He is now showing, I am here. I'm with you. I am the light. And it's such a powerful image for us because it's not, it's not this little candle light, right? He says, I'm the light of the what? The world. Well, for us as humans, what's the light of the world? It's the sun, the sun is the light of the world. And we, we know a few things about sun here in South Florida. We, we haven't had a lot of it in the last few days, but we know the sun. It, it's here a lot. It's hot, strong. And sometimes we take it for granted, right? Because there are places in the world and even in our country that don't get to see a lot of sun during portions of the year. And when the light is gone, when the sun is gone, when the light of the world isn't there, it affects everything. It affects us as human beings. It affects our world. See, we start thinking about, well, what does light do? When Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, what's he saying? What does light mean? And it's not just for us here in 21st century, but this is a, an image that would be powerful for them in the first century and powerful for us now. Light, light brings life. Without light, there is no life. And not just physical life, but emotional life, right? We don't go too long without sunlight here, but when it's dreary for a few days, we're like, oh my goodness, where's, where'd the light go? And uh, you got people in other parts of the world, the country, who don't see light forever, and they, they, it actually affects them. It affects the way your, your mood. There are, there's an 
disorder, right? Seasonal affective, uh, what's it called? Seasonal affective disorder. It's been proven that sunlight triggers things in us. It triggers chemical reactions in our brains, our bodies that affect our mood. We see the first thing that God creates in the beginning in Genesis 1. He says, let there be light. Man, light is so important. It brings life, and it also brings sight, right? It helps us to see what is really there. It, it, it's why we have headlights on our cars. It's why we, we utilize light to, to show us the way to go. We can't see where we're going if there is no light, and it brings truth. It brings reality. In darkness, we don't know what's going on. Light exposes what's real and what's true. Like in my little episodes sometimes in, where I would think I see something happening in the dark, all we have to do is flip on the light and it shows what's really going on and then you know, I can relax. That's why kids, right? When, we, when our kids are scared and we run in, what's the first thing they want us to do? Or if they're scared and they don't want to go to sleep, they say, can, can I sleep with the light on? Because when the light's on, we see what's happening. So when light, light brings safety, it brings healing, it brings sight, it brings truth. So when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he's saying, I am the one who brings all of this. And this is what we celebrate now at Christmas, that Christ was born to do this, to bring Sight to bring light, healing, truth, reality. And he's saying, just as much as you need the sun, you need me. This is what he does. He said he brings light into our darkness. And maybe that's not an enjoyable image to say darkness. I don't, I don't, I don't have darkness. I, I can see things pretty clearly. Well, Jesus makes... Pretty bold statement, and he gives this invitation, right? He, he, he doesn't just give us this image. He invites us to this. He says, whoever follows me won't walk in darkness. See, the implication is this, that without Jesus, we walk in darkness. We live in some sort of darkness, and it's a spiritual darkness. It means that we, we don't see as we ought to see. We need light. And this isn't very popular to talk about, and it's not easy sometimes for us to hear because we don't like to think that there's anything wrong. But if, if we're all real and take a step back and look sometimes at our lives, we, we can see darkness, that there is problems, there's, there's chaos. And when we talk about finding calm in the chaos, what we're doing is we're saying we, we need light to, to light up the chaos in our lives so that we can see the chaos for what it is and say, okay, there is a solution here. There is a remedy for this. And it's not that the chaos changes. It doesn't mean that we're taken out of the chaos. It means that God lights it up so that we can see it for what it is and he brings peace and calm in the middle of all of it. See, darkness brings chaos. You ever, ever try to walk across your house 
when it's really dark in there, especially during Christmas time, right? It's like the worst. There's so many things blocking my normal path of travel. Just the other day, I like, I think the lights were on and I stepped on like a, a little backpack. Says, we don't even have kids that little anymore. I'm going, honey, why is this on the floor? And I step on it, it like shoots up, it knocks me in my shins. I'm just going, what is this? Forget about when it's dark out and you have a, a black Labrador retriever who likes to park herself in between your route, between you and the fridge, or you, and it's dark out and you can, I can barely see when it's, the lights are on and I'm waking up and you know, I'm stepping on the dog, I'm stepping on a Lego, I'm stepping on something that makes me scream. Like it's, it's, darkness is so frustrating and what, all, the, the remedy is so simple. But sometimes we're just, we, we're just comfortable in the darkness. Or we're too lazy to flip a light switch on. And Jesus is saying, darkness keeps you from seeing clearly. And I am here to open your eyes. I am here to bring light into your life. And so he makes this invitation. He says, follow me. He says, follow me. This isn't, Jesus doesn't give a lot of wiggle room as to the direction that we can go. He's very clear. He says, I'm going this way. I want you to follow me. I don't want you just to have this generic idea of what spirituality is, that there is a real, live person, a, a truth that is non-negotiable that I want you to follow that there's only one person to follow and it's him. And that if we want to get where we need to be, we need to follow Jesus. And you say, Adam, that's just very narrow. I don't understand, like, why does it have to be so narrow? It, this is the whole reason why Jesus came to us. We spent, on Sunday morning, we spent time looking at the name Emmanuel. We sing about it, that God is with us. God came to be with us. He didn't say, listen, I'm gonna show you how to find the various paths to get where you wanna be in heaven or in the afterlife. He says, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to stay with you. And I'm going to say, follow me. And then he tells us what happens when we follow him. He says, if you follow me, you will be able to see. You won't just see the light. You won't just see the light. You'll actually have the light. The light will be with you. That's what God says when, when he says he's Emmanuel. That word means God with us. He is with us. He is in us. He gives us himself. He gives us the light. The darkness will go away when you follow me. I will light the way and I will be with you always so you'll always have the light with you. This is Christmas. This is why it's Merry Christmas. This is Happy Christmas. It is good news because without, the, the bad news is there's darkness. The good news is there's a, there's a solution for the darkness and it's Christ. I'm gonna ask the team to come on up as we, as we finish here. So what does it look like to follow Jesus? Because he says, follow me. So a good question for us to ask is, well, what does it, what does it mean to follow him? First thing it means is, is we believe. And the question for you and for me, do I believe that following Jesus is the only way? That Jesus gives us this narrow path and says, 
I know it's narrow, but if you follow me, I promise you there will be life so amazing. Do you believe? Because that's the first part of following him. Following goes, we go where he goes. Well, the first step to that is, do I believe that he really is the light, that he is the only way, that he is the Lord, that he is the one who will forgive us of our sins? There's only one way to escape darkness, and that is through him. So the first thing is we believe. The second thing is we connect, right? Once we follow him in faith and say, God, I believe, I believe in you, Lord Jesus, that you, you, you forgive me of my sins, and then we we're invited to follow him in relationship, to get to know him better. That's part of what we're doing right now. There are many ways that we can do that, but we connect in relationship to God. It's one of the beautiful things that separates the Christian faith from all other, other, all other faith systems is that our Lord came to us to be with us, and then he says, I want to have a continual relationship with you. So we connect to him, we follow him, we connect to him, and we connect to one another, that we live this life of faith together as a family, as a community. Are you connecting with Jesus regularly? God doesn't want us here just on Easter and Christmas. He doesn't want us just thinking about him during this season when we're forced to hear the songs. He wants a relationship with you every day, all day, because he loves you and he wants to see your life connected to his. And then the third thing, so we believe, we, we connect and we live. We live, we go on living this life, and man, it's the, the, the part that he wants us to do is we don't just live for ourselves, we live following him. So as he goes, this, as he takes a right-hand turn, we take a right-hand turn. As he turns left, we turn left. We follow him. There is, we live the way that he wants us to live. We don't just live the way we want anymore. We live for a bigger purpose. Now that we can see, because there's light, we can see that life is more than just living for my own value, my own significance, my own wealth, my own fame, my own, you see what I'm saying? And this, I would just say this, this, none of it's easy. What happens when you're in a dark room, right, for a while, like if you're sleeping and all of a sudden like the lights just turn on or the door opens and sunlight comes in? It's uncomfortable. When Jesus comes in, it's uncomfortable because it pushes against everything that we want to do by ourselves. We want independence. We want individualism. And he's saying, look, no, actually, I want to connect with you. I want you to be part of something bigger. I want you to follow me. And so we have to understand that this isn't always comfortable. It's not always easy, but it is the best thing for us. This daily following of Christ we have to fight for that because we, left to ourselves, we just drift away. We drift into doing the things that we want to do, living the way we want to live. It doesn't take effort to do that. It takes effort to follow. And God says, look, I've come to, to strengthen you, to love you, to show you how you can follow me. 
and he calls us then to go and make an impact in this world, man. And that is the that is the exciting part. Like this all isn't just for us so that we can have this great light to hide it in and of ourselves. No, no, God says, I want you to come. I want to give you this light. I want you to be able to see clearly. And then I want you to go look at the need all around you in all the world that's around you, all the brokenness that you're seeing. I want you to go and now be light, be the example that I have set for you. I want you to show my love to other people. I want you to show this light to the world around you that needs wholeness. This is what he showed us by being born as a baby, uncomfortable, in a barn, on the run, baby Jesus, the light of the world. Do you know him? Are you living for him? Are you following him? Don't be content with the darkness. Find life in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. He will give you light and it will change your life forever. And throughout this month, we have talked about God doesn't, he doesn't change the chaos in our lives. He, he gives us hope and strength and freedom within the chaos, but there is a promise for the future that one day this chaos will end. And he promises to not only be the light now, but be the light then. And as there is a day where he will remove us, he will remove the chaos, he will renew all of it. That's our hope. Do you hope in that? Do you believe that? Let's pray, church. God, thank you. Thank you for light. Thank you that without, without darkness, we, we wouldn't know how beautiful the light is. And I pray that that would help us, God, to not run from our darkness but to run to the one who dispels the darkness. God, we all need you. We need to follow you. Help us to do this. We love you, God. We pray in Jesus' name.